I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Good morning. Uh, there's a yellow warning for wind. I'm not sure I cooked the rhubarb enough. Hello there. All right. Uh, There's a great headline on the Sky News website this morning. Uh, The headline was, what happens when you put your mum in a driverless car? (laughs) Feel free to answer that question. It's not today. It's oneburst.com. Full marks, though, to uh, Sky News for that. I actually bought a sat-nav this week. Um, various reasons, including it has a dash cam to keep insurance costs down. Anyway, as I was setting it up, uh, I was given the option to name it. And I did. I named it your mum. Uh, funnily enough, uh, your mum says, turn around. Uh, I don't think it... Anyway. Um, other news stories that may have passed you by. Uh, not if you're Julie Prince. She found all of these. Uh, malfunction at Swiss Chocolate Factory. This is not a euphemism. <laughs> Sends out a plume of cocoa snow. Uh, this is the Lint and Springly Company. Lint and Springly. Uh, on Tuesday, there was a minor defect in the cooling ventilation uh, where they were roasting cocoa nibs in Alton between Zurich and Basel. And uh, the strong winds. Uh, made the powder spread around in the immediate vicinity of the factory, leaving a fine cocoa dusting. Uh, the company said one car was lightly coated. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's offered to pay for any cleaning needed. Uh, cocoa dogging. Uh, but it hasn't yet been taken up on the offer. It wasn't cocoa snow, was it? It was... Some stay dry and others feel the pain. What an absolute banger that is. Uh, Prince Harry and his wife, Meghan, uh, have been pitching a secret project to Hollywood Studios, according to reports. I don't know what the reports are. By the way, we've got uh, Christine Nickel coming up uh, talking about chickens. Absolutely fascinating. Uh, Anyway, apparently they've been having uh, conversations uh, about stuff. Uh, Probably going to be more producers than uh, on screen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because definitely that's what broadcast will want is you on board as producer. That'd be great. If you could just sit in the office with reading glasses on, that'd be perfect. We want the money on the screen, darling. Anyway, uh, they've been uh, talking to uh, Netflix, I believe. And uh, Harry's partnering with Oprah Winfrey on Apple TV Plus uh, with a documentary series about mental health. Yeah. Uh, So anyway, 
Very exciting. Can't imagine uh, what they've come up with, you know, in the brainstorm. What kind of formats are these guys touting? Previously on The Real Housewives of Windsor. Yeah, but Megs is lovely. Yeah, but she's a bit HKLAP, isn't she? What's that? Holds knife like a pen. Hey, welcome. Come on in, you guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, it's so nice. I love it. It's really colonial. I'm serious. She's not coming to Frogmore Cottage if she says it looks colonial again. Well, you're not true royalty if you're not allergic to the poor. Oh, oh God, yes. I've only got to see one of the great unwashed, and I break out in hives. Oh, gosh, why am I so itchy all of a sudden? Oh, hi, Megan. Why does she call herself Princess Michael, anyway? Because she's not a real princess. Cool, blimey. Exciting stuff, I think you'll agree. Uh, don't forget, uh, it's the 200th... Uh, podcast on friday um so if you've got any favorite bits you know something you thought actually landed and was actually successful uh, that you enjoyed uh, do let me know because um we i might do a little bit of a best of compilation also uh tomorrow hmm, we're either gonna have my cousin davy uh with his selection of sex stuff uh we might have uh, john holmes i'm going to have a think about that uh, and also, we've got um, Spatula, the uh, novelization uh, as written by you. I should tweet out the link again, just in case people uh, want it. If you would like to have a go at crowd writing a novel. Uh, let's see, I don't know how far we've actually got with this. Uh, what chapter are we up to? Uh, three chapters we've got now. Amazing work. Uh, so if you would like to write chapter four, you can, you can read it and then you can carry on. I shall uh, make a... Uh, a link online at not today pod and so help me i will put it on the facebook page as well uh anyway it's time for professor christine nickel she is the uh professor of uh, animal welfare at the university college london uh and she there's nothing she doesn't know about chickens she's uh, spent her life uh devoted to studying chickens uh she's good on lots of animals but chickens is really that's really her her thing that's her jam chicken jam she and i i couldn't really wait for that for this conversation where i just wanted to say just tell me all the awesome stuff about chickens so here it is professor christine nickel she talks to the animals or rather gets the animals to talk to her i remember you saying something about they the the, the chickens talk to the eggs they do yeah or the eggs talk to the hens what so, yeah so before they hatch, the chicks are, um, and the hens are communicating with each other. So the chicks are already starting to learn who their mother is before they hatch. This would be um, not in any sort of commercial system because there are no mother hens in, in, involved in hatching in commercial systems. Right. The, the, the fertile eggs are all put into a huge commercial hatchery. So um, the chicks don't get to talk to their mothers no. in, in those situations. But yes, they have a huge range of vocalizations, which we know nothing about or very little about. I, I, I don't know very much about what the different vocalizations that chickens make, exactly what they mean. Um, they're very active birds. Somebody said to me once, my old professor, John Webster, said that it was much, much, he, he spent his life working on dairy cows. He loves dairy cows. Yeah. Um, and he, 
spent a lot of time working with them, but he said he went into a, a laying hen shed. He said, my goodness, he said, they are such interesting birds. He said, you can sit and watch a cow for hours and hours, and it will change behaviour once. <laughs> if you go in and watch a chicken, it's changed behaviour. Every behavior, three seconds. You know, every three seconds, that's right. So they're just so active and curious. They're always foraging and scratching the ground and dust bathing and mm. nesting and chasing other chickens away or finding a little scrap of something and running off with it with this food running behavior. Mm. So they're, they're very active birds. I think they make very clear judgments about things. Um, I think they make clearer judgments about things than people do sometimes because their judgments are less clouded by other considerations. So I'm really parrot sort of summarizing down many years of rather nebulous thought. Which I is appreciate not very scientific. that. <laughs> okay i'll be really quick no 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 no, i don't mean that i just mean thank you for doing all that legwork so that you can talk to us now yeah so that's what i write in the scientific papers and then sort of what i try to summarize from it but i think that um i think that they're not bothered by the same range of emotions that we have and Mm -hmm. that gives them a clearer view of the world so when i when i do sort of experiments on learning with horses for example the horses are always, they're such social creatures. They're like, um, they're not paying attention because the other horse over there has gone off and is doing something. And they're a bit like children at school. Most mm. of it is about trying to get their attention onto the task. But chickens are perfectly attentive. They're not, they know what other chickens are doing, but they don't care in the same way. So they keep <laughs> track of it. But <laughs> More as a sort of, you know, intellectual sort of keeping track of that chicken's just done that, so I might go over there and get some food from that one. But they're not emotionally invested, so they're able to concentrate, they're able to learn, they're very, very quick learners, and they can exploit each other, so they will definitely do that. So if one chicken does find a good haul of food, the others will be right in there trying to push it out of the way. They will imitate each other, they'll learn very quickly by watching what each other are doing. One thing that I think is interesting about chickens is that they have these unclouded judgments about things. So whereas a human may show something based on expectation. So if I'm expecting a certain salary every month and then I log on to my bank account and found that I've been given a bit less than I thought I should, I am not just a little bit disappointed. You know, say I was expecting 100% and I get 90%. I'm not just 10% disappointed. I am massively angry (laughs) and furious um, because it's less than I expected. And if I got 10% more than I was expecting, I would be overwhelmingly ecstatic and elated more than 10%. Whereas chickens go, I got 90%. I'm 90% as happy as I would have been if I'd got 100. Right. So they they don't show these contrast effects so much. So humans are uh, are governed by, we expect the world to be a bit like this. And if it's better than we expect, we can be very, you know, overly pleased about it before things settle back down. And if things don't go as well as we thought, we can be really very upset before things settle down again. Are you saying chickens chickens have no ego? Um, they have less ego Amazing. and they're very functional. Yes, they're, yeah. they're very, very clear thinking. They yeah. just, this is what I need to do. I'm going to do it. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to get this. And, and they, they just seem to sort of know exactly what it is that they're trying to achieve in a cleaner way than than humans do sometimes. So that's what I like about chickens. They're, 
we, we did a program called what you know, would you eat an alien where we were thinking about aliens and i mm. i think chickens are quite alien i don't understand them even after 30 or however 40 however many years i've been studying them i still mm. don't really understand them but i respect them cockerels hmm. uh what do they have a role socially as it were within a group of chickens Yes, they do. Um, so again, you can um, think about the more evolutionary aspects of it. So the, the cockerel tends to keep watch um, for predators. And so the female birds tend to be less fearful if there's a cockerel around. Um, however, in commercial situations where they, if the breeding flocks have to have um, males and females in together, um, and they're trying to sort of maximise the number of fertile eggs that are produced, um, then there can be quite a lot of aggression going on, male, both male-to-male -male aggression, but male-to-female aggression as well. So um, it's not straightforwardly better to put male birds in with female birds. Some people have said that free-range chickens will use the free-range area better if there's a few cockerels around, mm -hmm. because the cockerels reduce the fear levels. But um, mostly in commercial systems, the cockerels have no role outside of the breeding flocks. Right. Yeah. And do they, so do they, how does that, how do they reduce the fear? What is it that they're doing that's reducing the fear? I think they're just doing the, um, you know, they're doing the heavy lifting. They're, they're the bouncers. They're sitting, <laughs> yeah. They're sitting up on that elevated perch stroke shelf whatever we're going to call it, but the, you know, the cockerel's sitting up there and he's watching out and the cockerels will give really quite specific calls, different calls for an overhead predator, so perhaps a bird of prey coming or um, a ground predator, so if there's a fox um, sneaking up, um, the cockerels will give out these alarm calls and so, so that allows the females not to have to be so vigilant so they can spend more time doing the foraging and collecting food and investing in eggs so it right. works for everybody really yeah amazing amazing <laughs> well um i want to thank you for uh teaching me uh a, a deep respect for chickens I, I something ever since i met you whenever it was sort of five years ago um i've, I've always uh I, I i do have such an appreciation for for chickens that i i did not yeah. have before and oh, i have to say good. i now yeah. i i see whenever i see a rubber chicken it just looks like <laughs> the most profane yeah uh, atrocity really you know what i mean to to reduce yeah, these incredible animals down to this yeah joke joke cadaver i i find yeah. i honestly find it deeply distressing oh, now. really interesting you should um I, I can't think. I might have to send you a follow-up email. But there's some... Um, oh, you may be more aware of it than I am. But there's some more sort of philosophy, feminist study people who are really right. interested in the sort of representations of bodies. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's, there's including a, animal bodies. There's a yeah. book I really want to read called, I think, Meat is a Feminist Issue. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which sounds really interesting. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I really want to get to Huge, huge thanks to Professor Christine Nicholl for uh, all of those bits. Uh, that's that's all I've got from her. Um, I'm casting about for a new expert uh, to talk to us. And thanks very much. Um, someone on Twitter made me a recommendation. 
and uh, I'm going to uh, investigate that. Uh, so, uh, Friday, 200th show. If there's anything that you'd like, uh, any any good bits, but also uh, if there are any characters that you've been missing you'd like to hear from, uh, it could be Dora Dale, it could be Amal Rajan, it could be Jeremy Wine, it could be it could be Brinsley, dear love. I mean, you never know. Uh, it, I'm trying to remember all the people that we've done. I've done Fraser Nelson in the past. I've done, who have I made jingles for? Let's have a quick look. I've made music for Dora Dale and um god i don't know tons of stuff isn't it phil west uh the uh, mid-atlantic dj with his massive massive show uh we've got drake we've got uh loads of it steve backshall you know all of that uh if you want anything reprised uh for friday just let me know. Uh, okay, that's it for today. It's not today at swanburst.com on the email. It's at not today pod on the Twitter. Don't forget to follow at PE with Lee uh, for your uh, daily motivational fitness inspo. And uh, I will see you tomorrow. Lots of love. Bye. This has been a Swanburst Media production. 